and welcome to A Court of Three Strands, the Palatine Institute's podcast on creating Christian culture. Through this show, we hope to provide a resource of education and encouragement for students, parents, and leaders about the revival of Christian values in our community. On A Court of Three Strands, we'll focus on the three foundational strands that make a strong, flourishing Christian culture, the church, the family, and education. We desire to order these things around God's word to advance Christ's kingdom and so glorify him and bless our community. My name is Ron Young, former headmaster at Providence Academy and founder of the Palatine Institute. And I'm Allison Tuttle, a wife and mother and the director of the Palatine Institute. Through our conversations, we look forward to sharing fellowship, knowledge, and practical wisdom for his glory here on A Court of Three Strands podcast. Without further ado, let's get on with the show. Hello and welcome back to A Court of Three Strands, the Palatine Institute's podcast on creating Christian culture. Today we're going to be recording episode four of season eight. Uh, This season uh, is entitled and themed Feasting, and uh, today we plan to discuss Epiphany, um, which is relatively new to me. Yeah. Which is a fun thing because I'm learning a lot. Yeah, excellent. And uh, even even, uh, as uh, Alice and I were were going over notes... um, talking about what we're going to talk about mm-hmm. um you know we we got to review a little bit about christmas and feeling um um disappointed like we like this could have been better we could have waited to yeah, take our trees could, down a, and, a little longer i know and then we'll talk about that here today and when we talk about epiphany um so I, I think that might be a good way to start is just to say um what we're hoping to do is to help develop more of a christian culture that um, families, churches, schools, whatever, begin to look at how we're how we're viewing our time and how we're ordering it. Mm-hmm. And uh, going back to season one, the the idea of this virtuous calendar, um, so that our time is oriented more towards um, Christ and His church and what Jesus has done, um, how He lived and what He taught and the things He did, rather than just the you know football teams or Mm-hmm. The ancillary things in our lives, yeah, seem to kind of take over. And so the so just this this will take time, um, and uh, and some bit of effort. And part of it is a will to say, yeah, we want we want to do something different. And so I, I just want to say to the audience, if you're trying things, if you're looking at how do I how do I do this, um, just do what you can and keep it up. Yeah. So once something becomes a tradition, especially if you have kids, mm-hmm. <laughs> do something twice. Okay, now it's a tradition. Yeah. Now you can't get away from it. Can I make a book recommendation? Yes. I don't know that you know of this book. It's actually pretty new. It's called Sacred Seasons. Yes. And it's a book written for exactly this purpose for families. So it's got a description of the season of the year on in the church calendar and then liturgies to read as families, scripture passages that relate to the season, and then like recipes and fun things to do. It's awesome. That's I'd great. highly recommend it. All right. Name it again. Sacred Seasons. Sacred Seasons. I can't I can't remember who wrote it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's why we all have Google. I'll, I'll yeah. po- exactly. I'll post it on the Facebook uh, page when we post the post there, this there we go. episode. Okay. So um, I think I'll even use this term, the in-between time or something to that effect. Mm-hmm. And 
I think we talked about the, the major feasts really revolve around the birth of our King Jesus, right? And yep. the, and then there's the season of preparation, so Advent, Christmas, and then the, the next big one is His death and resurrection, which is Good Friday, Easter, mm-hmm. and then the season of preparation being Lent. Well, there's this time in between the sandwich, the middle of the sandwich, the, middle of the sandwich, yeah. Um, and that and that's uh, some traditions do call it ordinary time, but um, most traditions, I believe, call it Epiphany or this Epiphany Tide or the season of Epiphany, which starts January sixth and then ends the Sunday before. Depends the Sunday before Ash Wednesday. Yeah, it depends, and and so this is a weird thing. So let let's let me first talk about the the dating of. Um, like how did we get, um, such a, or, or, or how, how do we determine how long epiphany is? And it has to do with when Easter is. So, so if you want to say, you know, Christmas is always December 25th, therefore epiphany is always January 6th. Mm-hmm. So, and then, and then, so we can, we can see four Sundays before, uh, Christmas is Advent. So mm-hmm. we have, so that's easy to determine. Yep. The the weird thing is um, Easter is a movable feast, which means the date of Easter changes all the time. And you might go, well, why? Mm-hmm. Well, the reason is, is because Jesus's death, like his trial, his death, you know, last supper, um, all, all in, in resurrection, all revolved around the Jewish Passover, mm-hmm. right? If, if you recall, the, you know, he is, um, it, you know, the, time the lambs are getting slaughtered for Passover is about the time Jesus is getting crucified and yeah. they have to take him down from the cross because the Sabbath is coming, you know, yeah. and, and, um, and it's going to be a double Sabbath. They're going to, you know, cause of kind of, uh, Passover. Mm-hmm. Um, so Passover is always celebrated, uh, <laughs> be, be by the phases of the moon. Right. Okay. So the, the equinox, that is when the, um, you know, right between the two solstices mm-hmm. is um, the spring equinox, uh, which is around March 20th to 22nd, right? Mm-hmm. 21st, yep. 20th, somewhere in there. Um, that, the first full moon after that is when Passover celebrated. And so that's when we date Easter. Mm-hmm. So first full moon after the spring equinox. So again, spring equinox changes a little bit. It's sometimes on the 20th, sometimes on 21st. It might even hit the 22nd. I'm not sure. It just depends. And this is why we've had to change calendars. And mm-hmm. you know, it's and there's two different calendars that the churches use, the, the Julian and the Gregorian. And the, the, the West uses one and the East uses the other. And I can't for the life of me remember which is which doesn't really matter that much, although it's a historical interesting thing, which is why the Eastern Orthodox churches celebrate it at a different time than mm-hmm. than the West does. Mm-hmm. And it has to do with the calendars being used. But the idea is the first full moon after the spring equinox. So that means that sometimes it, Easter could be really, really early, like in the in March. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it could be very, very late. And and so Whenever Easter is, they'll take for the preparation for Easter tide because Easter's you know a fifty day celebration. Mm-hmm. 
is they take 40 days beforehand, not including Sundays, because Sundays aren't fast days. Um, Sundays are always uh, feast days because Jesus rose from the dead, and why would you ever, ever yes. not feast on a, on a day when Jesus rose from the dead? Yep. So, um, so 40 days before, and that's the season of Lent, and it starts with uh, on a Wednesday called Ash Wednesday. So... Whenever Ash Wednesday is, that's the end of Epiphany. <laughs> yeah, end of the season of yes. Epiphany. Yeah. All right. So, so that's that's why Epiphany is is odd is because of the dating of Easter. So, how do we how do we get here? So, one is um, we had uh, we had talked about um, what Epiphany is. I think earlier in our season, and Epiphany means manifestation. So. Mm-hmm. Epiphany celebrates the manifestation of Jesus as a divine, right? Yep. And and so you have um, on the sixth, the celebration is the coming of the Magi. Yep. Right. So the Magi are Gentiles who recognize that this is the king, <laughs> the yep. king of the Jews, mm-hmm. and that there's this divine, it's revealing of this Messiah to the the world mm-hmm. celebrated January sixth. It is also um, has in the past uh, been a celebration of the wedding feast at Cana, and at the wedding feast at Cana, Jesus did the, his first miracle, and this is where the disciples put their faith in him, mm-hmm. according to the Gospel of John. Um, Epiphany January sixth is no longer it's for whatever reasons the quite a while ago, decided, let's not celebrate the wedding feast of Cana on January 6th anymore. We're going to make that as a Sunday in the season of Epiphany, mm. and we're only going to do it once every three years. Mm. I hate that. I think that's a horrible idea. We should- At least every year. Right. Maybe. I would think that if there's going to be a liturgical form in the in the universal church, they should bring back the wedding feast of Cana and celebrate it yearly because of just the state of marriage today. Mm. Like it would be great for us to to celebrate that. I think it would be fantastic. I still like to think of January sixth as not only the coming of the magic, but also the wedding feast. Mm-hmm. In in fact, I've I've talked openly. If what if like what if what if we had a church, Allison? And I I would always think you know what would be great is if our churches would take our young people who are getting married and say to them. Let's let's have a wedding. We'll we'll have a church wedding after the service today or during mm-hmm. the service today. We'll have your public vows and then right and then you know we'll we'll you know you get we'll have you have a reception after, you know, get your gifts and all that other stuff. Save your money for the party. And on January 6th, we'll just have a ginormous party for, for all the newlyweds. For all the newlyweds. That's a fun idea. Would it be fun? Yeah. Yeah, and let it be on the church. Like we'll pay for it. Yeah. That would be cool. That would be great. save your money. Yep. Right. Um, anywho, just a thought. Um, let's change the world. Yeah, try that someday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how we. I think too many young people still think it's their wedding and not the church's wedding. But mm-hmm. that's a whole other. That's a whole other. It's a topic for another day. <laughs> another. Yeah. I know when a pastor was telling me they'd start try to dictate to to me as the pastor, like we want to do this. Do you want to do this? This. These are the vows we want to make, and da da da. And I'm like. Um, no, no, this is this, this is the service. 
of we're we're marrying we are marrying you mm-hmm. it's not your wedding mm-hmm. it's we are marrying you and, th- and that's just a weird thing not that they can't have variety they have choice on the songs they want to sing we think that's great you know but and then i was the vow nazi right so can you really vow this before god and follow it and usually no so let's not vow this let's don't make up your own. Don't make up your own. Let's do the traditional ones, and and yeah. they're they're acceptable. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, um. the The other one is the baptism of Jesus, which is a. Or I said that already, didn't I? Mm-mm. Baptism of Jesus is another big one. Do they celebrate that on the sixth? Well, it it at one time used to, but now it's the first Sunday after Epiphany. Okay. So the very first sun. So Epiphany is a Thursday. It's always a Thursday on January sixth. Yes. And then the first Sunday after that is the baptism of Jesus, mm. which begins his ministry, and um, and then the end, the last Sunday of Epiphany is always Transfiguration. Mm-hmm. And this is a beautiful. This just to to put it um, really cool. This was a, a liturgical change. Um, that happened at the Protestant Reformation, and it was Martin Luther who who did this. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if you look at the arc of the gospel story, you know, pick up Matthew, Mark, Luke. Um, I'm not going to say John, but Matthew, Mark, and Luke, the mm-hmm. synoptic gospels. Mm-hmm. Um, it starts off with the big question: Who is Jesus? And and you know, Mark doesn't have a birth narrative. It just starts with his baptism immediately. Immediately starts immediately. Yep. Yep. <laughs> It starts with his baptism, and this is when his public ministry begins. And um, and the big question is, who is Jesus? And so Jesus, during this time, is performing all the acts of what the Messiah is prophesied to do. Mm-hmm. He's healing people. He's raising people from the dead. He's you know, and teaching with authority, and he's you know and, controlling the waves and the wind, and yeah, yeah. casting out demons. The whole the whole works, and mm-hmm. the, the demons know who he is. I know who you are. You're the Holy One of God, and um, and and so this, so Jesus asked this question to the disciples: um, Who who do you who do people say that I am? You know, they you know John the Baptist or whoever. And then he finally says, "Well, who do you say that I am?" And Peter says that you are the Christ. The um, you're you're the Christ, the mm-hmm. Holy One of God, and and this begins um, a change in the gospel narrative, right? So it's it's this this the arc of the story goes to who's to Jesus, then you see at this um, kind of at the the height of this Peter confessing that he is the Christ. The very next thing is he takes Peter, James, and John up to the Mount of Transfiguration, mm-hmm. and he reveals himself mm-hmm. as um, as the divine Son of God. And Moses and Elijah appear <laughs> to yeah. him, and then then you you hear the the voice from heaven of the Father saying, "This is my beloved Son, mm-hmm. right?" And um, listen to him. And then when the cloud disappears, Jesus is left standing. Mm-hmm. Listen to him. Like he is the fulfillment of those other two. He is, yep. He's the guy, and from that moment on, Jesus's teaching had to do with his death, and he sets his face to Jerusalem to die. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the 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 gospel narrative or the the arc of the gospel and the synoptics is who is Jesus and Jesus doing epiphany things, mm-hmm. 
Then there's the, the Mount, first, yeah, before this. Yeah, then there's the Mount of Transfiguration, and the rest of it is um, uh, really about him going to suffer and die. Can Can I ask you a quick question? Yeah. Um, this is kind of a nerdy question. Yes. Um, and somewhat naive, probably. Is the order of this story both? Uh, well, is it is it truly chronological? Like, is this the way in which Christ's life actually happened, time wise? Or are the authors putting it together in this way on purpose? Or is it sort of both? I'm going to claim ignorance. Okay. I think there's a there's both, right? So if you look at the three synoptics, they are in agreement with this order. Yes. Um, John's gospel is just different, right. right? But the three synoptics, meaning similar gospels, have the same order in that. Yep. But you'll notice certain things changed or different aspects of stories um, are emphasized differently in each of those gospels for theological purposes. Yes. So I would say it's a little bit of both. Mm -hmm. Like the overarching timeline of his life matched this overarching timeline in the synoptic yeah. gospels. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. In fact, if you look at his ministry as being three years, um, and that's tr again, tradition, it, it looks, it appears that it's been three years. There's some people who argue that it's really less than that, but I, I don't know. Yeah. But if you look at those three years, um, the first half of those Gospels are almost three years. And then the second half of the Gospels is really his last couple weeks. Mm. Mm -hmm. Or the last week of his life, mm -hmm. really, and the yeah. resurrection appearances. So it's it's uh, the emphasis on the last part is it's it's profound. Like this is the main deal. This is the main deal. Yep. This is important. Yeah. His death. Um, and resurrection. So Lent, yeah. right? So so Epiphany is about the first part, yeah. beginning with his baptism and ending with transfiguration. And Lent has to do with his humanity, with his suffering, with his going to die, and our need for a savior. And the church calendar parallels parallels this pattern we Co see of Christ's life. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Mm -hmm. So it's it's um, and 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 I think it's it's um, it's a good mix. So you have, um, uh, it's good for us to contemplate our sinfulness and our human, right? And we, and we should do that Regularly. daily. Yeah. We should do that weekly in our services and confess our sins. But um, we don't need to do that like that heavy, like all the time. Mm -hmm. So it's good to have a season that forces us. Yeah, <laughs> right. Right, to, mm -hmm. to contemplate um, our death. I, I, I had the privilege of uh, speaking at or preaching at a, um, a, a church on Sunday, this last Sunday, at, um, and they're going through Psalms. And I, I was given Psalm 90, and you know, which the, the most famous part of it is probably uh, teach us to number our days yep. that we might gain a heart of wisdom. And, um, and it, was, it was so, it was primarily an older congregation. Mm. Like either a couple of people with oxygen mm -hmm. and to be able to, to just talk bluntly, like we don't have many days left. Like how many days do we have? I don't know. Do you, mm -hmm. do you know how many days you have left? No. So what do we do in light of that? But just to be able to, to think about it, to talk about it, to, to sing songs about mm -hmm. and when I die. Right. Yep. Um, but we're supposed to talk about epiphany. Epiphany's not that season. Yes. Epiphany really is the revealing of God. Like this is 
there's this world that is in darkness that needs a savior. And that's a big theme in the epiphany is light and darkness. Mm -hmm. Jesus is the light of the world who's come to the world to save it. Mm -hmm. And, and this becomes a, a, a great theme throughout. Mm -hmm. So let's, let me, let's talk about some of the, the traditions and some of the things that are good. So again, the, 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 the bookends on Sundays of, of the baptism of our Lord and, um, the transfiguration. transfiguration is the voice of God coming from heaven saying, this is my son, mm -hmm. my beloved son. Um, in the baptism, it's, it's, um, whom I'm well pleased in the, um, in the, um, transfiguration, it's listen to him. Mm -hmm. right? So, mm -hmm. so these are great, great things. Um, so, so you get the sense of, um, the, um, the, the voice of heaven being for everyone to hear, mm -hmm. but particularly to his own son, that he is the father's well pleased with him. Mm -hmm. And then the, the last one is really for the disciples. Listen to him. Yep. And then, then we, we ought to do it. Um, especially because he's going to go die. Right. Like listen to him. Yep. Trust him. I right? obey him. Um, and then you have uh, the coming of the, the wise men and that, that it's just, mm -hmm. there's great. So how do we, how do we look at the, the season of epiphany? How do we celebrate it as, as a, a family or, or things? First is just, well, let's looking at the day of epiphany as kind of a neat thing, right? It's the, yep. um, you know, Wedding receptions would be great on that. <laughs> we already covered that. Um, there's a tradition of, uh, okay, so the way the Jews recognized uh, um, time or did their reckoning of time was there is evening and morning, right, the first day. There is evening and morning mm -hmm. the second day. This is from Genesis chapter 1. And so um, this is why when we celebrate Christmas, there's also Christmas Eve. So, so yes. the celebration of Christmas goes from sundown on the 24th through sundown of the 25th. Mm -hmm. That's Christmas, really. Yep. And so you you see this in, in different um, other other times, including Epiphany. So Epiphany is the 6th of January, but it starts with the 5th of January. Mm -hmm. So the day of the 5th of January is the 12th day of Christmas. Right. So there's this one of the... One of the um, traditions is is celebrating 12th night mm -hmm. so it's the last it the 12th day of christmas has ended and the epiphany has begun yeah and so the 12th night becomes a a, a really time special a special day yeah and um you you might recognize 12th night as a play that shakespeare wrote mm -hmm. and that play happens during the 12th night mm -hmm. so in shakespeare's day Twelfth night, everyone knows what that is. Yeah, it's a, an important day. It's an important day. Yeah. So a, a few things is is one is to look at Epiphany, the evening of that Epiphany, as a great night to celebrate, and you know even call it a twelfth night celebration if you know if if you want. So some of the some of the traditions that the that has happened have been going on for centuries. <laughs> it's a great day to take down the tree. You take <laughs> take down the so so if you. If you think, and this is Alice and I talked about this. I didn't wait that long. No, I mean, this is a public confession. Yeah, it's hard. We don't either. Yeah, and and it's and and this is where this is where I'm thinking is I love Advent and Christmas. 
mm-hmm. so much. Like as soon as Thanksgiving is done, I, I, I we want it to be Advent. We want it to be Advent. Yeah. And so we start decorating, preparing. Advent is preparation for Christmas. Yeah. But we start preparing for Christmas so early that by the time Christmas comes and passes, we're kind of tired of the clutter. Right. This is my wife. like And me. And you. Yes. Yeah. We want to get that tree out of here before yeah. it starts. We're just like done. Yeah. Just, like just all the Christmas everywhere. So one of my, one of my suggestions might be is um, have decorations for Advent and decorations for Christmas. Mm. Like so, mm-hmm. so you have certain things. I mentioned um, last episode, we talked about uh, Nicholas, right? So we have some things for Nicholas Day. And as soon as that's done, we take them down. Mm-hmm. And then you can have other things up for Advent looking towards Christmas. And the thought might be, well, wait till the sales of for Christmas trees go, you know, the Christmas trees go on sale, right? It's getting closer to Christmas. <laughs> then, then, put, put it up. then put it up. Right? <laughs> That's our time marker. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, all right. It's, it's time. It's the 20, I mean, there's so many, um, you watch old movies sometimes and there it is it's christmas day and what's paw doing he's right. going out to get the christmas tree yeah and they put up the christmas tree on the 25th yeah or maybe the or or on the 24th something like that mm. and it's like we're so we're so in inbred with commercialism yeah i think that we think christmas started right after thanksgiving yep with black friday with black friday right <laughs> yeah yeah and we think that black friday is competing with christmas no it's not even close to christmas time. right Christmas is December, the evening of the 24th, and it goes through the the morning or the day of, of January 5th. Mm-hmm. So the 12th night, be that, is is this idea of like, this is when we put away all our Christmas gifts and, and or Christmas uh, decorations, and we do it in such a way that's celebratory, right? Mm-hmm. So you have, you invite friends over to help, you know, you, mm-hmm. you have, you have um, uh, King's Cake, right? This is, this is something newer to me. It, it's um, uh, we had uh, one of our um, uh, board members, uh, Jack Neal, said his wife made a king's cake for us um, last Epiphany, and and it was uh, it's it's a it's a cake that has little baby Jesus in it, and whoever gets the slice of the cake that has the Jesus in it gets to be the king for the evening. Mm-hmm. So they get to make give the instructions. You know? Yeah. You take down the tree. You put these away. Clear oh, just the case. You clear the dishes. <laughs> you know, anyways, but it's a fun little tradition. Um, the other one is is um, the the uh, is wassail and wassailing, and you know, there's Christmas mm-hmm. songs about wassailing, and wassail is mold wine, you know, or or hard cider that's warmed. Mm-hmm. It could be, you know, or there's other. In other words, it's a it's an alcoholic beverage that's warm, and it's. Um, and delicious. it's delicious. And uh, traditionally, it's 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 made like on Christmas Eve for Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. And then um, it comes out again on Epiphany Eve on the 12th night. Mm-hmm. And wassailing generally happens on the 12th night. And by wassail means, um, it's an old Norse word that means be of good health. Mm-hmm. Right? So mm-hmm. the tradition is when you went wassailing is... Um, you and some of your friends would go and sing Christmas carols or carols to your neighbors and wish them good health. Mm-hmm. And Sweet. they would they would return the the blessing of good health by giving you some um, some of this mold wine. <laughs> so it's a fun celebration as long as you're not going to too many houses. 
Um, or just drinking a little at each house. Just a little at each house. What what happened? There have been times in in history where the church has shut that down because it became problem a problem. Like this is this is the hard part about being human beings is we're still sinners. And it, you know, think of today, right? The the how our culture is becoming pagan, mm-hmm. right? So then you have. Um, you know, the, the different, you know, the Shrove Tuesday, for instance, is this idea of just before Ash Wednesday, the beginning of Lent, um, the idea was there's there's these things in our house that we need to get rid of so that we're fasting from it during Lent. And so you eat all the good stuff, mm. lots, of, lots of eggs, lots of sugar, you know, whatever it might be. And, you know, you might be giving up alcohol and then all of a sudden you're, mm-hmm. all of a sudden it's, a, a, a huge drunken thing rather than yeah rather than a practice preparing for a season mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so um mardi gras becomes this debate. really debate right it has nothing to do with and. the church or christianity or something well sailing has happened that way too mm-hmm. um but if we if but again i don't i don't want us to throw the baby out with the bathwater. Mm-hmm. like this is kind of a neat neat thing and to prepare us for to to you know celebrate that 12th night Mm -hmm. right you just had 12 days of christmas and now we're going into epiphany and it's that's great and um we when we were um when my wife and i moved to chicago for seminary um and i was talking with um um one of uh, my boss i was doing some admissions work for the uh um college when i was there as a part-time job while I was in seminary. Yeah. Uh, Phyllis Kashuba. Hi, Phyllis. Yeah. Anyway, Phyllis was talking to us about how they, um, they decided that they were only going to give presents on Nicholas day and on epiphany. Hmm. And there were, and everything about Christmas was going to be for Jesus. So they would, um, so they'd have a big breakfast. They'd, you know, just, you know, have devotions, sing, that type of thing. And they'd often go to a homeless shelter, serve, mm-hmm. do do that on Christmas mm-hmm. for, for Christ as a, and then uh, in celebration of the wise men bringing gifts on epiphany, that's when they would also give gifts to each other. Okay. That's how they did it. And I thought, wow, that's, that's kind of cool. So, cool. so a thought might be is like, you know, like if you're going to give a lot of gifts, like think it through, maybe some of the gifts are given at, at Nicholas, St. Nicholas day some at Christmas and then remaining at an epiphany. Mm-hmm. And then you kind of have, you know why you're doing it. Mm-hmm. It creates anticipation. It makes it great for the, 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 the kids are then going to enjoy this. Yeah. Extended tr- time. This extended time mm-hmm. c- celebrating of, 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 of Christ all pointing to him and everything mm-hmm. rather than just this overlord load on one day mm-hmm. where you're just, Exhausted, and the kids get tired of the toy. Yeah, you know, in a couple of days. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So, but if it's spread out, it makes it, it makes it uh, a, a great thing. So that's another idea, mm-hmm. right? So, have your friends over on the twelfth night to help take down your Christmas stuff, pack it away, get rid of the tree. Um, you know, it in the young households, we will take the tree and we put it out in our backyard so the birds have a place to mm. to have shelter during the the rest of the winter 
And then we like to burn it in the springtime. So one of my suggestions is, um, you know, save it for June 21st, which is the nativity of John the Baptist. Mm -hmm. And the tradition there is to have bonfires. So save your Christmas trees and burn it on the 21st. To remind yourself that the, the of uh, John the Baptist was born, who was the precursor to the light of the world, and yep. pointed to him, and how much we need the light of the world, mm-hmm. and enjoy a nice summer eve with a big bonfire, because Christmas trees go up really nicely. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the other there's just a couple other things that that happen um, often in in Epiphany that are kind of interesting. One is. Um, I think I mentioned to you before, like when we talked to Christmas, the the circumcision of Jesus was a is a big deal because it shows that he's under law, mm-hmm. right? Yep. There's there's also the presentation of Jesus at the temple, um, and which is also um, Mary being able to um, uh, the purification of Mary, mm-hmm. right? So there's this forty day period after birth that the Old Testament law says uh, you need to. Mm-hmm. you know, rest and stay away from the world. Yeah. And then, then you can make your, you present yourself to the priests and there you're purified and then you're welcomed back liturgy. Eastern Orthodox churches still do this where there's this welcoming back of women who were gone from the liturgy because of mm-hmm. bearing, you know, having children. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of this big deal. Um, but, but the, the purification of Mary and the presentation of Jesus are both ways in which we're seeing that that there's this faithfulness in this family of of obeying God's law so that Jesus as our Savior might fulfill everything. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. If if they were negligent, if he if he didn't take on the law perfectly, um, then we would still be yeah he wouldn't have been an adequate sacrifice he would have been an adequate sacrifice yeah so so those these things are um are are good uh things to remember during this season of epiphany mm-hmm. so um the other part is just the you know the colors of epiphany are are typically um green like on epiphany day and the baptism of jesus it's white but then the liturgical colors after that are green um signifying growth and and things and then i mentioned the theme of darkness and light and that's a that's a neat thing mm-hmm. and during epiphany season it, especially in the winter as things are getting going from dark getting brighter and brighter mm-hmm. um it's kind of it's kind of nice to be reminded of that so hanging hanging lights outside or that are white mm-hmm. you know that that remind us of that of the light coming of the world is Mm-hmm. It's kind of a neat thing during Epiphany, and then seeing how the days get longer is a great re- pointing us to to Jesus mm-hmm. at His kingdom. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So again, Epiphany. It's it's a it's the little forgotten one, mm-hmm. I think, and I I happen to like it a lot. I love when uh, when I did pastor. Um, it was one of my favorite times of year. Mm. You know, because the it's if you can't preach good epiphany sermons you're something's wrong right because the texts are just awesome yeah rich they're just great to preach on Mm -hmm. so i always as a preacher just enjoyed that time Mm -hmm. um i loved preaching christmas i easter's a hard one 
but um, that's a whole other because because I want to you want to preach the gospel and you that's a thing you desire to do, but you don't even know who's coming on Sunday mm-hmm. <laughs> and how what did what audience am I addressing and how mm-hmm. do I make this fresh or how do I and then uh, at some point I realize I'm in my head and I just stop that and just preach what I feel God's mm-hmm. leading me to do and. And then I always felt disappointed after Easter Sunday. But every other, really, <laughs> but I love, I love preaching Epiphany. It's weird. Mm-hmm. All right, I think we'll end there. Yeah. And uh, next, stay tuned for next uh, time. We'll talk about Lent and Easter um, all together. All right. All right. Thanks for listening.